1: Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardy, with Matthew Perslow. Hello, And Matthew Jones. Uh, you don't sound very well rested, Simon. Don't I? No. I was watching their game once. I've had a good five and a half hours sleep. That's you know, I don't usually get much more than that, so I'm I'm all right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm feeling good, and do you know what? I'm, I'm invigorated by just the 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 sheer amount of reveals we got um kind of there was a few good ones there was a lot of reveals some of my lights but it's, it's been in general i think we can create a great week for reveals because there's a certain uh other thing that was revealed this week which i think we'll talk about first which is pretty huge and i think we all know it is in fact danny dyer is making a spiritual sequel to the football factory um of course we on this podcast huge fans of green street the film that Danny huge, uh, that huge Elijah fans. Wood
0: was in um i haven't had a chance does... to bring this up on the show since but uh, my partner had never watched green street uh, and okay. since joining this i i uh, asked her if she wanted to watch it i just said like oh you want to watch an elijah wood movie um oh. and she was like hell yeah i'm in she loved it if you, if any of you are apprehensive to watch green street with your partners just do it like just do it um,
1: but what people people may know about the football patchy, it's basically a very similar film, but it has Danny Dyer in it instead of Elijah Wood, which means it does have a different vibe. To be fair, but uh, yeah, they're making a spiritual sequel essentially to that called Marching Powder. And let me just read you the synopsis of this, which is: uh, it follows the story of Jack, who is Danny Dyer, a middle-aged drug-taking football hooligan who is arrested and given six weeks to turn his life around or face a long spell in prison. Juggling his marriage, his hard-nut bully of a father-in-law, and his wayward twenty-five-year-old stepbrother Kenny Boy.
0: I will tries to get his life back on track. I don't have like much knowledge of the British legal system, but is that a thing? Do they go like, oh go on, come back yeah. in a month and a half. And then <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. see if you can turn it around. Uh, I love that there's someone called Kenny Boy. I might audition
1: for the role of Kenny Boy. I reckon I've got a bit of Kenny Boy energy to me. Uh of course. Danny Dyer played a character called Kent Paul in GTA Vice, City, didn't he? Which is kind of a bit like Kenny Boy, if you think about it. Um, of course, the real big thing we had this week is the first look at GTA Six. Uh,
0: looks good, doesn't it? Just a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Has anybody yeah.
0: else just been listening to that Tom Petty song over and over? I-
1: I've been listening to a lot of Tom Petty. Has been getting me back into the rhythm of a bit of the heartbreakers, but. I mean, we've kind of... We've got to about this, but me and Matt especially, we, uh, we spent practically all of Wednesday watching this trailer. I think I watched this trailer for almost eight hours solid, <laughs> trying to find every single detail in it. If you haven't checked it out we've got a video uh on IGN, which is 99 details to find in this trailer which is only what 91 seconds long <laughs> so yeah uh...
2: which about 10 seconds of that is the logo
1: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stuff in there probably a f- quite a few bits of that will prove completely pointless when the game actually comes out but you know there's some there's a lot of cool detail i think mainly it's just how just you know, it's not really a detail, but just how ridiculously good and true to life to Miami this game looks. It's just um, I mean,
2: down to the point where and obviously the GTA five map does this as well, and GTA 4's map to a certain extent, but we were picking out buildings that we were then going on to Google Maps to actually find out the address of said building. Um, yeah, there's uh, an astonishing amount of detail in it. And obviously that's partially fueled by the The engine that this is running on, obviously a, an updated version of uh, whatever, you know, kind of like Rockstar build on, um, is astonishing. Like there are, yeah. are effects on particularly hair in this, I noticed, um, that really captures the way that kind of light filters through hair and creates that kind of sense of volume mm-hmm. and bounce. Like, absolutely yeah. astonishing work.
0: Well, no, what I think they should do is they should put a AI real life filter over it and uh, completely <laughs> smudge it out. <laughs> the,
1: um, like, any, not, I wouldn't say any other studio, but a lot of our studios, if they release this trailer, I think a lot of people would go, ahead, oh, it's not going to look like that. But with Rockstar, you just trust that it will probably look quite similar to that. Because, like, if you look at the GTA 5 first trailer, look at the Red Dead 2 first trailer, they pretty much look like that game turned out. Like, this guy, like, how it's like i'm like i'm worried for my ps5 <laughs> like i'm worried that it might start whirring like a jet engine like the ps4 did for its last like 3 years of its life but yeah it's just
2: i guess it's the somewhat inevitable mid generation upgrade isn't it that this will wouldn't surprise me if there's some sort of launch in, in the same sort of window for yeah. it
1: i mean we can theorize what this you know the themes of this game the story and what it may take but first we've got an email about that which i thought we'd use as a jumping off point from tom lovegrove who says hi all hope you're doing well and a prep for christmas uh, apologies for the length email never apologize it's not that lengthy anyway it's uh, what you do with belated- it that's what's important <laughs> exactly exactly and i'm gonna read it firstly belated cr- congrats to dale on the birth of his son top work well, yeah well done dale nice job. Secondly, I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you'd like to see from GTA 6 after the trailer dropped. I know you did a build your own GTA game a while back but I'd love to hear what you'd like to all see from a purely character and narrative perspective. We all know Rockstar do parody of American culture really well. But I feel like because so many clips of the trailer were based on real events in Florida, they're basically saying to us, look, how can we possibly still parody such an already ridiculous place? I would personally like to see the main story take a more gritty struggle in America approach akin to Red Dead 2 or GTA 4, with a much more serious and darker tone than GTA 5 and saving all the classic rockstar comedy to the strangers and freaks side missions. As much as I love GTA 5, I've always felt it arguably had the weakest story of any rockstar game in a while. The story felt... I'm focused due to the three overlapping protagonists, and there was a real vacuum of genuinely interesting side characters. Bring back little Jacob. I also hope. Has kind of hinted in the trailer that the female character is the only playable character in this game, considering how well Red Dead 2 told one man's incredible personal story. We'd love to know your thoughts, and if there's any other narrative influences or returning characters you'd love to see. Respect the sea, but also respect all, all employees in the video games industry who have been ridiculously mistreated in 2023. I think we can agree with that.
0: On that note about returning characters... Somebody Mm. pointed out that if Tommy Vassetti were in this, he'd be like 70 or 80 by now, which is terrifying as a thought. But I'd still love to see him.
1: (laughs) I'd love to see him, but I'm sure, as Matt will mention now, they're in different universes, so it's probably highly unlikely this will happen. But we can dream. We can definitely dream. I, it wouldn't surprise me if the
2: shirt is in there or something like that. But yeah, they they are. We can,
1: uh, Maybe Trevor will come on holiday to Vice City. Oh, God. Like
2: Trevor needs to <laughs> stay away.
1: <laughs> um,
2: He'd I suit do Florida. think Florida. He's got a very Florida it, kind yeah, of energy. well, wait, he, he is basically Florida man, the walking entity, yeah. isn't he?
1: Uh, in terms of like tone and story of this, I do think it'll fall somewhere in between Red Dead 2 and GTA 5. I think they'll go for a more. I think even that like one very brief like scene of the two characters where they're having that scene on the bed where they're talking about trust like that is a more that is already a more like heartfelt scene than I think any in GTA 5 that we saw um but there's also if you look at all the clips in this trailer there's obviously going to be some madness and some weird characters and like Matt and that's just crazy stuff going on I do think it'll be kind of a tragic love story sort of like everyone's already drawn like the sort of Bonnie and Clyde sort of to an extent, natural-born killers, I guess, sort Mm -hmm. of uh, parallels to this. Like, it's just whether, like, which one of those two is going to betray the other is the question I have, (laughs) really. But yeah, Yeah. I don't know what you guys think.
2: Um, I I do think that we had this conversation the other day, Cardi, and that Mm -hmm. like it does feel that with Red Dead, Rockstar really kind of flexes its um, its Mm -hmm. dramatic kind of heft. Um, even, Even more than kind of the original Red Dead Redemption, like, that's Not that it was the same as GTA, but I think in comparison to Red Dead 2, there is definitely like a a real wish to do prestige-style drama in Red Dead 2 that you don't get in the other games. And it wouldn't surprise me if they feel like they still want to go through with that. And I actually think what Tom says here is the idea that the Floridian madness is your side sort of freaks and geeks cast... And then kind of like the actual core of the game is a much more um, dramatically dark, kind Mm -hmm. of heavy sort of thing. And I'd really like to see that because I think kind of Arthur's story really demonstrated that there's something... Like Nico's story in GTA 4 has all the right elements of this kind of like coming to America and seeing that the American dream is absolutely not what it's cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. But it, it doesn't kind of have... A huge amount of genuine heft, whereas I think that this is an opportunity to do something that has that within the GTA framework. Um, so, so yeah, um, there will I be. I do think there you'll will probably be tragedy.
1: players both of those. Oh, do you of both of those characters? Um, if <laughs> if the leaks are anything to go by, oh, I see. We'll I don't do think play. the leaks
2: are worth kind of like paying a huge amount. Yeah. Like things change in development. Also, just because there's been footage with that man you know jason mm-hmm. as people have been calling him as kind of like the player character doesn't necessarily they might just be using his yes, exact like character model
1: i i do think you'll play as both i feel like the way they frame that last shot of the trailer so they're both kind of prominent and mm-hmm. like tends to be, and the way they're both on the key i don't know to me i think you're going to play as both of them and i i wouldn't be surprised if like i think a lot of people forget this and i sometimes do. Like right at the end of GTA five, you're given a choice, like a three-way yeah. choice, I think it is. Or it's even four. Like you can you basically choose which one stay which one of the three stays alive or you can get all three to stay alive yeah. by doing mm-hmm. a certain thing. As well. maybe there's a point in this game where you have to choose which one of these characters Betray's you're, you're given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you um, uh,
0: fire a gun in the air and go, ah, as well. Maybe that's what's <laughs> happening. Maybe. Um but
1: yeah it just looks I know what we're at least what a year and a half away, probably from this. But um, I just can't wait. Like no one, no one does it like this. And the sheer amount of views—I don't know what it's on now. It's probably on at least 120 million now in less than what three days. It's absolutely. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's
2: one of those games that actually genuinely is a cultural phenomenon, isn't it? Like we talk a lot about mm-hmm. phenomenons within the industry, but they tend to be generally like constricted yeah. to our little pool of kind of people whereas this is something that goes way far and beyond just uh, just people that are yeah. constantly keeping up with games like we are if you've ever but tried you to-, to like if you've got a lad down the pub and you'd be like yeah. oh you should check out dredge you're like yes, <laughs> that's not gonna happen <laughs> no you'll I mean, love like- the mini games to to drag up uh, <laughs> pieces of dirt from the ocean floor
1: exactly i mean to that point you, you mentioned tom petty earlier about like that song went up Thirty-seven thousand percent plays on spotify yep. and to Part be fair that to it was me. it was a fairly you know it wasn't a, a hit tom petty single so it probably didn't have millions and millions of views in the first place but, i
0: really wanted to because yeah, i famous. made the graphic for that i was like oh i really want to use the album cover or like the single cover mm-hmm. and it wasn't yeah. even the hit it's a b-side on the, yeah yeah i'm like it's oh, great a, choice it's a
1: great song imagine being tom petty you're like i've got this great song it's a b-side uh <laughs>
0: Just oh, tracking the way,
1: Yeah, I mean, we're obviously playing that song at the end of this podcast. There is no other choice this week. What
2: um, was the one bit from this trailer that kind of like you took? Because obviously, it's not a gameplay mm. trailer by any means. But is there anything about it where you were like inspired to this could be something that's in the full game? Because <sighs> for me, it's the it's question. the. I think that there's a team at Rockstar that have been just hard at work for years making TikToks. Mm, Just like in game tick. And I think one of the things, you know, how in like GTA 4 introduced the concept of you could just go home and watch TV. And there's Mm -hmm. like, what is there like, maybe seven or eight like genuinely quite good TV shows in GTA 4? I think you'll be able to just open your phone and basically infinitely scroll.
0: And just watch loads of amazing TikToks. Like over the course of narrative events Mm -hmm. as well. Like you'll do something in the story and then suddenly that'll be a thing that people are making TikToks about. Absolutely. I want to hear their annoying AI filter voice as well. (laughs) Like they're definitely going to have one.
1: I think mine was, there was one thing. It's a bit more of a boring technical one, but it was just like the sheer density of some of those Mm -hmm. things, like that beach scene and the one outside the hotels on the strip. Like, and I know like a lot of trailers, like, you know, I think famously the original Cyberpunk trailers showed, like, a city busing of people. Yeah. The, the end game at launch, fairly sparse city with not a lot of people walking around. Whereas like, I trust Rockstar fully to, like, deliver on that vision. Like, just, like, the diverse, like, look of... Ev- like, everyone looked different. Like, the amount of different body types. Yeah. And, like, they all, mm-hmm. like, you know, not to be too crude, but, like, the jiggle physics on everything. Like, the body, like models in this game to, just look to ridiculous. To have that beach
2: where there was equal placement for people of all different ethnicities and all different body types, like you've got a guy kind of like down the middle of the beach that is the most ripped guy you've ever seen, hmm. but then with kind of like more plus-size people towards the front, and none of them felt like they were necessarily supposed to be the main butt of the joke Like gta quite frequently will kind of like cast fat people as a bit of a joke Mm -hmm. and i like the fact that this is no this is this is just what the world looks like isn't it like this is how we create a little chihuahua
1: so i'm hoping there's like dogs and stuff walking around uh that'd be good but i don't want to kill them my thing was going to be animals
0: too it just seems as if that's going to be way more of a focus like having alligators (laughs) or crocodiles Mm -hmm. interchangeable as far as i'm uh, concerned Um, (laughs) we did do the research there are (laughs) crocodiles in Florida
1: yeah alligators are more I think synonymous with the region Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah I just we'll be talking about this game for years to come so but we got our first look and god knows when we'll get another one But uh, I just, I just can't wait.
0: Wait. I did want to say too, your your video about this, the historical, the thing about the blimp too, fascinated Mm. me. That like, where where did that fact come from? Was that like something the two of you just knew? It's what what? Cardi found. Wow! I just did my research. It's so cool.
1: I think I definitively actually wrote uh, is a drug anti drug like patrol blimp. I think the theories are that it is like it's Mm. never been revealed by the government what it is. But let's just call it an anti drug smuggling blimp. Um, But yeah, there's this blimp called the Fat Albert. That i'm not sure if i think him actually may have been decommissioned in the last couple of years but it, since the 70s yeah it's just patrolled the florida keys like this big white blimp um probably have some floridians listening who will probably say everything i said there is absolute <laughs> nonsense that'd be a fun thing to
0: email about you actually if you're from if you're from florida what do you think about the portrayal of florida <laughs> yeah. there was also one shot which the speedboats going past the uh
1: the uh, big uh, like container ship that is just taken from Michael Mann's Miami Vice which is very
0: pleasant so uh, yeah that movie's We're kind off. of mid
1: revisit it yeah
0: uh, that's what I'd offer you is there an extended cut as well because I feel I saw it in theatres sure and I didn't I really it. like it it's worth a revisit Michael Mann's Miami so I, Vice I've
2: never seen that It was it kind of like an updated version of the 80s yeah. TV show yeah it was, so yeah, it was set so, yeah, in it was, 2006, 2006, 2006 yeah. it was right.
1: Colin Farrell mm. yeah maybe yeah, yeah maybe yeah. that's yeah. your homework everybody yeah. Not Michael Mann's best, but it's still worth watching. Still still pretty good. Uh, Anyway, that's enough GTA for now, but we will return to that topic in the future. Also, last night was the Game Awards where... Well, is it a game award show? I don't know. It's more of a trailer show. Actually, Cardi, I'm going to have d- to cut you off. We don't have any time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wrap it up, <laughs> drunk, please. Play the music. Play <laughs> the music. Um, they call it an award show. And do you know what? They've done us because all we're going to do here is talking about the reveals and trailers. And let's face it, that is what a lot of people are tuning in to watch. Which is almost like, should we have a separate award show and should we have a separate trailer show? But I know the whole point is, you know. You get people to watch the awards by promising the reveals, right? So it's just a whole cannibalistic show. Three hours of trailers with a few awards dotted in between where you give people about, I don't know, 25 seconds to thank thousands of people who helped made a game. I don't know. Who knows? Let's talk about the trailers. Do you know who got more than 20 seconds, got more like 10 minutes? Is, it is his <laughs> oh, it's all oh, right, be, isn't it, if you're good pals with Jeff? Exactly. We're being such
0: uh, cats here.
1: <laughs> the way uh, I think it's deserved. Yeah, the way sure. he introduced him is like some sort of like deity coming down from Earth through a door made of mist. It was just like <laughs> absurd. Like It was almost in tears introducing him. Um, I don't have anything against Kojima himself, more just the way he's presented as this sort of demigod of creativity, I think. Um, but... He's doing a new game, is he? He's got Death Stranding 2 on the go, but he's also got another thing going called OD, which I think, like, was it a year or two ago, a thing called Overdose leaked? And I don't know if this is what the OD stands for, but um, I think there was some sort of paint or th- thing flying around for
0: something called Overdose. Do you think the um, intent with it being two letters and then walking through the PT doors to draw a, like, deliberate parallel between those two things? Who, who knows? I mean...
1: They haven't called Death Stranding Two yet, though. That's just DS Two. Mm. He just loves two letters. Oh no, he?
0: He's, it's called OD because it's a zero, right? It's D is in death, then the O is before, so it's Death Stranding Zero. It's a, it's a prequel. I'm, that's my. <laughs> oh, that's, you've you've I'm, solved it. You yeah, solved it. I'm saying that that's absolutely what it is. You can like timestamp this right now. Yep, I've just figured it out.
1: Well, this one's being made in collaboration with Xbox, so. I don't know if this is if the an Xbox exclusive. I guess it does Me. I don't know if they've actually said officially this is official text source. That's a big get for Xbox getting Kojima to make a game for him. And Jordan Peele's involved. Neither of them would say in what way he's involved, but they were just like, he's part of this game.
2: Um, is it going to be like how uh, Guillermo de Toro was involved in Death Stranding where they just put... His skin into the yeah, game. He did
1: the motion capture. Eventually, I, d- I don't well, I didn't think he really did. do that. No, no they just, just scanned him. Yeah, yeah, weird. And it wasn't even yeah, it wasn't even his voice. Um, but I thought that was putting. cool, personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I've got some some quotes here from Kojima that he said on stage. Um, he said, "It is a game. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but at the same time, Great it's <laughs> but it's at the same time a movie, and at the same time a new form of media." What, what, Can someone what, just what, what, let
2: him direct a film and just get it out of his system? Yeah.
1: What is it? Like, I don't know. I just don't know. What it's, like the teaser itself, I did find really effective. It had um, the stars of the game. It had Sophia Lillis, Hunter Schaefer and Udo Kier, who's like a odd German character actor. All being like increasingly weird and saying these weird like lines to the camera. It remind me of the uh, like cells interlink thing from mm-hmm. Blade Runner, where they're just kind of quoting these things, um, talking about animals. I'm not sure what was going on, but it was effective. A in, as dinosaur, as much, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it it was it was creepy. I'll give it that. Like, and he didn't confirm it's a horror game, but if you're the tone of that teaser, and if you're getting Jordan Peele involved. That you'd feel this is sort of a horror game, right? I mean, we have no idea what this is, to be honest. They spent 10 minutes up there and we learnt nothing. So, <laughs> who knows? Um, I guess, I've kind got... of like, you know,
2: uh, Death Stranding and to a certain extent, Metal Gear has elements of horror to them. You know, yeah. they've got the fear factor to a certain degree. So, yeah. I and can PT, see being that, right? Like, mm-hmm.
1: it's arguably not been a scarier game than PT, like, if you count that as a game. Um, what else Kojima did say was. What I can say right now is, it's not just Jordan. I have other creative partners with me on board this project. I can't really say who they are right now, but I tell you, they are legends and they are amazing. I would theorize who it, pick one Mate. of these legends who is working. It could be anyone. It could be Seal.
0: It yeah. Could be, like, oh, you know, yeah, like you like. I could see him working with Seal on a game. It's a shame um, that we've already picked the ending music. I'd love "Kiss from a Rose" at the end. Now. <laughs> I reckon
2: yeah. he's working with an AI of David Bowie. Oh no! <laughs> Do we? I. He is absolutely the sort of creator that will commune with a
0: dead spirit via an AI. Uh, see, a I tough think one. he wants, I don't know. If he, I think he actually uh, just wants to meet them, right? Like an AI doesn't mean that he gets to take a photo with them, right? Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it'll be around, like you know how Death Stranding. He's like obsessed with getting the original bionic woman in it as much as possible. It'll just be a random. It'll be like David Hasselhoff. It'll be someone completely just off the wall um but they're legends apparently um who knows when we'll see this game or this new um, form of media yeah um he said it's taking advantage of the like microsoft cloud technology so that's the only real like tease we had of what this could be i don't know from that teaser it looked quite unsettling so
2: i'm looking forward to the fishes that swim independently upstream
1: (laughs) (laughs) there we go um another game that was announced monster hunter wilds which essentially monster hunter world 2 kind of it's the next big monster hunter game right um i'm not a huge i played like 20 odd hours of monster hunter world enjoyed it enough i can never call myself a big monster hunter fan but i know matt you you do enjoy some monster hunter is that right
2: we both do
0: don't we do
2: you i I, I am less so monster hunter-y i do i I like the look of this one mainly because i like the the jumping around but um I don't have a huge uh, back history with Monster Hunter.
0: I play them all when they come out, uh, and I like I've got a like a group of lads that play them like pretty solidly, and they always get way ahead of me. And I'm like, oh well, do I have you come in and do the 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 little missions with me, and basically just waste your time? And it really puts me off. And so every time I buy one, and I'm like, all right, this one's going to be the one. I'm going to keep up to pace with everybody. Uh, always falls by the wayside, but this time. Forget all of that. <laughs> um, I really believe it this time. This one's going to be the one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll like like you said, I'll probably give it a go when it comes out. It it looked very pretty. I liked it. Looked like it had almost like I don't know extreme like weather effects going on in this one. Maybe you're battling against the weather as well as these. I mean, big it was monsters. it was the mount thing that got
2: me. Like being on that kind of like little griffin style thing that mm-hmm. was like bounding from rock to rock. That's the... I know that they had mounts in Monster Hunter Rise, didn't they? They got, like... Because you ride on the back yep. of your dog. Little Palamute. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so it kind of, like, looks like the... I guess the HD... Well, not the Monster Hunter Rise isn't HD, but you know what I mean. The kind
1: of, like, mm-hmm. the 4K big graphics boy version of that. Yeah. I mean, it's all oh, looks great. It's 2025, I think, this one. I think it was... We had mentioned uh, before this... Uh, podcast like a lot of these games were either 2025 or like the next three months like the, the in between like later next year we're still i don't know there will be things but what do you just think that's about do you
0: think that is just the like expanding scale of game development or do you think everybody's like 2024 is a weird number let's just let's just have a year <laughs> off i think there will be plenty of stuff towards the end next year it's just they'll announce
1: those later like for like this show is right for like there's you want to
0: You want to play a big splash? You either
1: shadow drop or you announce something huge and inherently huge. Things are going to take longer to make. So, yeah, Yeah, that's why we're waiting, I think. And one of those that, not technically shadow dropped, but in four days, there's new uh, DLC coming to God of War Ragnarok, free DLC, God of War Ragnarok, Valhalla. They're just sticking more Viking words on the end of the name. Um, if you go back this- and
0: watch that trailer, they really hang on the 2023 of the announcement. or oh, it's just mm-hmm. it kind of sticks there for a little while. It's very fun, very teasy. It's quite drag, <laughs> actually. <laughs> This is a, like I said, free DLC for
1: God of War Ragnarok. It it serves as an epilogue, so it is recommended that you don't play this if you haven't finished the story of God of War Ragnarok, but you can trigger it just from the start of the game, I believe. You don't have to make any progression in it. Um, It's a roguelike game, so the details here it says, Embark with Kratos to Valhalla on a deeply personal and reflective journey towards a future he never thought possible. in the description of the trailer, it says master challenges of mind and body on an unravelling adventure that blends the beloved combat from God of War Ragnarok with brand new elements inspired by the roguelite genre. So PlayStation are doing this recently. So next month, we've got the Last of Us Part One, Part Two, sorry, remastered, which comes with a new roguelite mode. Is this their new thing now? But they're just releasing new roguelite modes for all their games. They like Returnal so much.
2: maybe Uh, I I guess there's a certain amount of kind of like roguelikes are I'm not saying that they're developmentally easy but you you use
1: difficulty right to get the most out mm -hmm. of uh, a smaller package you can reuse all your enemies your assets Mm -hmm. like it's, it's a clever way of doing it and do you know what I'm of course going to play this because I think God of War mm-hmm. Ragnarok's combat is just by itself just incredible to play. But the fact that they've teased that there is extra story content and it does serve as like the like the end of this journey and maybe a tease for what the future is. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's four in- days away. I just I don't know. Am I going to play it when it comes out straight away? I don't know. I only got a week more off before Christmas, so maybe Ooh. I'll wait till then. Um, I'm just glad that it was. I was really worried at one point it was like a full on expansion coming next week and I'd have to review it. And I was <laughs> like, I'm so happy that that isn't the case because I really want to wind down <laughs> at the end of this. Yeah, year. also, but... there is
2: so much in Ragnarok. I don't think an expansion is
1: needed. No, that's true. I did. I think my uh, prediction last week was that we'd get like the, uh, an actual like in between game, like a God or like a. The one that we've Lost been. Style. Yeah. And I thought, I thought I was right <laughs> for a second, but. I wasn't. I was wrong. Um, <clears throat> Matt Perslow, this one's for you. It's always a treat for you when you see that Arcane logo pop up, isn't it? Especially, Especially if it's Arcane Arcane Leon as well, you know, kind of like I'm it, a big fan of that studio. Exactly. The Dishonored Boys and the Deathloop Boys are back and they're making a Blade game.
2: Yeah. What's your thoughts? I mean, no one expected this. Uh, i mean the idea of initially the idea of arcane doing a licensed game sort of makes my skin crawl because they're such a, a, a visionary studio with their own kind of ideas that why why would you want to have them tied up but when you see the excitement that's on Dinger's face and sort of like mm. his ability, you know, that he, he chats about like he's got dual heritage himself. He did like a little Blade. spin kick. He did do a little spin a kick little on thing. stage. <laughs> like he's, he's, You know, he's an, he's an excited guy and sort of seeing these tweets about it as well. Um, it's definitely a game that I think they pitched and, you know, he's got a lot of passion for, for Blade as a character. And... The main thing, the, the the two main things that got me is that in the trailer, the trailer has the arcane art style. You know, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily as fully stylistic as uh, Dishonored, but it's got that kind of, um, you know, the Sebastian Mitten art style to it. Yeah. And then also uh, Dinger tweeted that it's an immersive sim. Like it, it might be, they've, they've had to go third person. I say had to. I imagine that that's probably a stipulation that comes with Marvel because it's like, well, you want all of the costumes, right? That come across, mm-hmm. you know, how, what is it, 50 years of Blade now that is this yeah. year? So you probably want- You know want... what, it doesn't look a day over <laughs> Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the benefits of being a half vampire. Right. <laughs> but um, the, you know, third person doesn't necessarily sort of sing immersive sim. But when you think of what, dishonored is it's, it's a game where kind of like you lurk on rooftops and skulk around in alleyways kind mm-hmm. of like assessing how to take down kind of powerful enemies and stuff like that there's a lot that i can see that sings with the what blade would do and corvo and emily are supernatural characters so it was colt in in death there's a lot of what i see in their games that i'm like okay blade as a character this supernatural vampire hunter has a lot that gels uh, and you know I I think one of the things that I found interesting over the last few years is that the Marvel games are more interesting than the MCU as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just had a really good Spider-Man game. I loved last year's Midnight Suns like love that so much. Um, I think that this is a real good sign for Marvel's games set up and I'm very excited to see a lot more of you know all we've seen essentially is a parisian barbershop in which
1: blade exactly. puts a very yeah, cool literally. coat on literally the only details we have the synopsis of this is blade will take players to a quarantine section of paris in the middle of a supernatural emergency <laughs> vampires have emerged terrorizing the city Of lights and forcing Parisians to shelter in their homes at night to wait for the sunrise so they're kind of doing the Batman Arkham excuse right Mm -hmm. of like everyone has to go inside there's uh vampires I don't know though Um, I
0: think they do a like day and night cycle thing right like that it says to me like why would you do or actually I guess that would be really boring if you had a day and night cycle in a vampire (laughs) game there'd be nothing to do during the day I mean, the one question I have is do you think it'll be open world
1: or do you think it'll be like definitely like pockets or I, like so much
2: levels? They're so much better at level design, aren't they, rather that well, I mean, yeah. I don't know what they're like at world design because I've not seen them build an open world, but all of their games historically have been level focused, right? There's only yeah. um uh, I mean, Deathloop's
1: like, they're kind of like hubs,
2: right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously kind of like Redfall is an open world, but obviously that is built by the Arcane I mean, have Austin. a great
1: record with vampires at the moment, don't they? So, well, I must say
2: like, it is, They've I guess, what not to do. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> The Blade thing is initially quite surprising because it's like, oh, you're going to put another vampire game out with the Arcane (laughs) logo on it. Um, Which there's a potential element there that might not be, that might have a little bit of backlash for them. But ultimately, these games were almost certainly in development simultaneously, right? And they wouldn't have known the reception to to Redfall. Oh, you
0: guys are the vampire studio. Nice. But it's (laughs) kind of
1: what people have said for years, right? Arcane, one of the most talented studios in the world, like, make consistently. Redfall aside, consistently critically adore games, but they don't really sell that well. Stick a Marvel blade on yeah. it, yeah, exactly. This That's is going to sell.
2: This is the one that could be, and particularly, you know, there was no uh, surprisingly a lack of Xbox branding on this, but presumably it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. You with assume yeah. on Game Pass, it might be one of those that like you play that and you're like, I love this. Where do I mm-hmm. go from here? And then suddenly there's you know, Dishonored is is the, the next one along, right? And it might exactly create like a a bit of a back catalogue boom for them
0: yeah i
1: think think that was probably probably my most exciting reveal from the show Mm. i think that one it's, it's interesting, interesting to... as
0: well, like thinking about the timing of this is strange given the like production of the Herschel RV mm-hmm. movie. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that they probably thought that would be further on along in production? B- probably thought it, it might even be out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly.
2: Yeah. And you'd have like the, oh, you've seen Blade this year or you're yeah. seeing Blade in the next three months,
1: then yeah. get ready for the game. You've seen Blade on the big screen. <laughs> now, <laughs> <laughs> no, a uh, slightly smaller mm. one. Um, for, speaking of the big screen. Jurassic, Jip- I was going to say <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park Survival. Oh, this um, looks good. This, it I does think does this could good. be really good. Yeah, I. My instant reactions were, and I still haven't seen anything that kind of differs from this too much. It kind of looks a bit like Alien: Isolation, that but is Jurassic e- Park. Exactly what I got from it to the point where you know that there's about there's only
2: about what twenty seconds of actual gameplay in this trailer, mm-hmm. if that. Um, which I think does make it look a lot like uh, Alien Isolation, but Jurassic Park. But I was getting that vibe from the general like CG cinematic at the start. And I was like, if this turns out to be an Alien Isolation game, but you're hiding from dinosaurs instead, I will be yeah, very happy. That's pretty sick. Good and pitch. Then- And then what they did was they showed a first-person survival horror game where it seems like you have to hide from dinosaurs.
1: And you just say, clever girl, every 10 minutes.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh, there's going to be an achievement that pops up that uh, inevitably... (laughs) Exactly.
1: The the details we've got is it's an action adventure with both stealth and action gameplay. It takes place on Isla Nubar just one day after the events of the original Jurassic Park with protagonist Dr. Maya Joshi stranded on the island alone. It's a good premise. Mm-hmm. you know all that's gone down and then you're left to deal with everything that's like let loose in that park um yeah I'm I mean it's Jurassic park not that you know Jurassic Park games don't have a great track record no
2: also this one has 10 this was announced not this like 20 it, years, yeah. years ago like and obviously yeah. this is not the same development you know it's it's uh Picking up that title, I guess, and it's no clear, like, if it is even roughly the similar to the original design document. But it is yeah. quite cool that kind of, like, you know, games from that era, like, imagine if this, like, they also announced, like, a Trespasser, like, another Jurassic yeah. Park Trespasser. But kind of having that, you know, jumping back to when those games were kind of, like, mm-hmm. big-ish
1: exactly this is made it's we should say it's not being made by creative assembly it's not made by the alien isolation team it's being made by saber interactive who are doing space marine 2 which is has been delayed till next september but i imagine you're still very excited for that one mm-hmm. so maybe saber are becoming a little a little studio of yours to look out for maybe Ooh, maybe get a tattoo of saber interactive <laughs> on your back uh light no fire um is the new game from Halo games Sean murray walks out and goes this is maybe more ambitious than no man's sky and everyone everyone simultaneously just goes oh no <laughs> um this is an open world game in the most literal <laughs> sense of the world word even um you're playing on a f- like a full size planet earth essentially and everyone's in there I'm not sure. quite sure what... They haven't really said what you're doing, but you're working together. But it's a procedural open planet. And just from the looks of it, it looked very No Man's Sky, just like the art design of it, the way the people move. You can ride dragons. There's literal mountains, you know, the relative size of actual mountains. Like, I think you said taller than Everest. Um, Like... I'm not quite sure what you're doing in this game, but I have to say I was impressed by what I saw. <laughs> I mean, it, my initial thought on it was it looks a lot
2: like what No Man's Sky looks like today, but with a fantasy vibe rather than, mm. thing, like you know, kind of like No Man's Sky eventually got updated to have all of these mounts and these kind of um, collaborative kind of tools and all of that sort of stuff which it seems like this has from the start, right? The, rather than being kind of the the slightly more barren design. Um, and I'd say I like
1: this art style a touch more than I do
2: the original No Man's
1: Sky design. I think I do. Obviously, you know, it's fair to have a little bit of trepidation going into this because No Man's Sky did launch and it wasn't what people expected. I will say now, many years later, it is, by all accounts, a very good game. Uh, and I do jump in every now and then just to check it out and it's definitely much more probably more than what they promised originally to be fair, they've added so much to that game that I feel like they'll have learned their lesson and not release it if it's not what people are expecting at this point but yeah, like I said, the only details we have are it's a game about adventure, building, survival and exploration together set on a fantasy planet the size of Earth it brings the depth of role playing game to the freedom of a survival sandbox I mean, it's ambitious, you can't deny mm-hmm. that, but I'm, you know, I'm glad there's people out there trying things, right? Yeah. So, the other yeah. thing
2: is that, you know, that No Man's Sky vibe also extends to the way that they have their logo treatment in the yeah. kind of like it comes, the camera pans back, like zooms backwards out of a red kind of light. It's very, it very mm. much does feel like this is the successor to No Man's Sky, but we're in fantasy world now rather than
1: sci-fi. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um... We got a new look, another look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I feel like we've seen a lot of trailers of this game. It's only what's out in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you take this again, take this one on, Matt, because you're the Final Fantasy boy here. Anything in the, in this trailer that you particularly got excited about?
2: Uh, I've only had the opportunity to watch all of the trailers for this once. I don't have all the time in the <laughs> world, and there was a lot going on in that trailer. But my main thing was is it it confirms that Sids definitely in the game, which I always thought he would do because of the time period it's set in but um, Sid is my favourite character in Final Fantasy 7. Uh, so I'm very pleased that he's there and I hope that they keep him as grumpy and sweary as he was in the original.
1: Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the song? Is that a song from the original or is that just a new song? No,
2: or... there's no like songs with lyrics in the original. You don't oh, get yeah, a song yeah. with lyrics until Final Fantasy 8, which is Eyes on Me, which is very lovely. Um, but um, I'm, Final Fantasy does have this kind of thing now where they like to have kind of like big musical numbers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm less fussed about that i didn't particularly like the the big sort of musical theme they had for seven remake and i'm not a massive fan of kind of like the they seem to have been doing this since final fantasy 13 i think where they had leona lewis do the, <laughs> the big music for it up a blast from the past. um it's something that they can indulge in that i don't massively care yeah. about give me the original I'm- score for for seven
1: sort of like all brassed up and that's good yeah. enough for me i mean yeah Look forward to this game. Not much more to say, really. Only a couple months away. Looking forward to playing it. Lost Records, Bloom and Rage, new game from Don't Nod. Very much in the Life is Strange
0: mold. That this sounds one. like. The title sounds like something that a lad down the pub would say instead of swearing.
1: <laughs> what, Bloom and Rage?
0: <laughs> um Looked like you
1: play as kind of. It almost had a little bit of. Um, Oh, what's the TV show that I've completed? Yellow jackets. A little bit of that vibe right. going on, like a group of women recounting like a tragic event that happened 20 years in the mm-hmm. past. Um, obviously some weird supernatural stuff going on. But the bit that I liked was just that they're all in a band and the music sounded pretty good. So I'm not actually a huge Life is Strange fan at all, really. But this one, I don't know. This this caught my attention. I'm 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 into this. It looked, I think we said earlier, Matt, it just stood out because. But it seemed like seventy percent of the game show this showcase were kinda like dark sci-fi games and this was just like a nice, bright, colourful game. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I do like Life is Strange, so I'm always kind of Mm -hmm. pulled pulled to that. Um but my only thing it looked it got a little bit of Paper Girls, which is a, a um uh, a comic book that i really like and it got a little bit of that vibe to it which is again is kind of like a group of uh kind of teenage girls that get into mm-hmm. weird sci-fi mystery shit and then yeah. have their older selves are also part of the story as well so because it got a little bit of that to it and i just love anything where people look down a deep well and a magenta <laughs> light kind of shines up anything that's yeah. got that kind of cool <laughs> lighting effect to it i'm I into think th-
1: it's another choice-based adventure, so it's going to be similar gameplay, I think, to Sound like Life is Strange. I'll take but, it. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. Looks interesting. Sega turned up and said, remember all these games we used to make? Well, we're making new ones. So we saw little clips of a new Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and Crazy Taxi. The one that stood out for me was Crazy Taxi.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. <laughs> i'll drive around and pick up people really quickly it's um, really funny in retrospect everybody was like oh it's gonna be a new virtual fighter and it's like it's not that but it's literally everything else exactly <laughs> as
1: every other game they've made um and jet set radio looked good i've never actually got into jet set radio but i was like the idea of it so then maybe this will finally be my time to get into jet set radio but yeah we don't really know much more than that about those so I guess we'll move on to Big Walk. Did anyone watch the trailer for Big Walk? I did the uh, new game. From I think Nons this looks delightful. Goose game Developers, yeah, it just looks mad. I just love games that are just mad. <laughs> um, it's, that, it's that thing where it's it's got a
2: a very realistic art style in for the world, and I was like, this is not what I expect from the from the Goose Game people. And then the character models turn up, which are basically just round bits stacked on top
1: of each other to create weird little duck people. That's just like, yeah, I've got the description here, which is Big Walk is a cooperative online multiplayer game where players connect with their friends to go on a walk together through the Australian bushland, particularly inspired by Wilson's Promontory National Park. On that walk, they'll explore, solve puzzles and be tested as a group on their ability to communicate. To help facilitate this, Big Walk includes a proximity voice chat system. Not not many games use put voice chat. There was a little phase, I think, about like five or six years ago where games like tried using it, but it's a good tool. People should try using it more. I don't know. I'll I'll walk through a weird spherical bushland with you, Matt. Sure. The thing I really like is, is
2: the trailer opened up with a game for you and your friends. I thought that was lovely.
1: <laughs> well, there we go. I've like saying so many games are just like Either dark sci fi, dark fancies' I, I like those games, but sometimes you just want a nice break and something like this you can just you can just smile at. You know what I mean? Have a nice smile. Um In the pre-show, we got some bangers as well, which they just buried. I thought there was as many good reveals in the pre-show, including a remake of Brothers, which is a game I don't think necessarily needs a remake because it's almost perfect, I think. Quite honestly,
2: I watched that trailer and I I know that I haven't played it for a long time, but I couldn't really tell what the difference was. I just don't think Brothers needed... A no. 4K like remake. It uh, looked pretty it good.
0: Had, it had a kind of pacing problem at the beginning. Like I think it should have start. If I remember right, it doesn't really start when it starts. And I well, also I, think the game's very short too. So it's I a, would, a strange complaint to make.
2: I would imagine though that kind of like the change in it is purely the graphics that have just mm. made it look. And and it got a nice little stylized almost. They were like little toys, weren't they, it was the kind of vibe that I got from the original. And I just don't think that that necessarily benefits from being remade with modern graphics.
1: No. I, um, If you haven't played Brothers, it's the first game from Joseph Farris, who obviously went on to make It Takes Two. Um, some might it's say, a really great game. By um, some, I mean me. I might say it's his best work. I think it's his best game, probably. It's, it's one of my favourite games of that year, and has one of the most heartbreaking button presses in any game. So uh, enjoy that if you've not played Brothers before. So, uh, yeah, that's coming in, I think, early next year. Um, But also revealed was Rise of the Golden Idol. We didn't see this coming. A new, like, proper 3D, like, console version. Not version, like, sequel to the case of the Golden Idol. Um, We didn't really get many more details, I think, on this, but the case of the Golden Idol was one of the best puzzle games of last year, if you didn't play it. and yeah, excited to get more of that. Do either of you play Case of the Golden Idol?
0: Nah, it's not still on my list.
2: Uh, yeah, get around it, to it; it's, it's banging. It's uh, it's installed. I have been meaning to <laughs> to, to play it for a while because it definitely it's is my sort good. of. It's got yeah, a little bit of the point and click about it, hasn't it?
1: definitely it's got a bit of that monkey it's got a bit of, yeah that silly humor ball so like great it's a really just one of the best detective games i think i've played like trying to you feel so smart working mm-hmm. that game out I, re- I really do love it so yeah case of the golden idol definitely play that and yeah it's a sequel rise of the golden idol get excited for that another sequel pony island 2 panda circus from daniel mullins uh inscription one of my favorite games of a couple of years ago
0: i would He's say back. it is my favorite game of that year. It is yeah. That's yes. uh, my
1: favourite game of that, yeah. In fact, maybe I misspoke. But um yeah, this looks suitably just bonkers is what you'd kind of expect from Daniel Manners. You watch that train and you go, I have no idea what I'm gonna be doing in this game, but
0: I'll play it. <laughs> so, Fantastic yeah. appearance by Song Won Cho as well. Great, incredible <laughs> casting. It's it's yeah, I don't like. How do you? I don't know how you analyze
1: this trailer apart from you. I think you either watch it and you go, "Not for me," or you watch it and you go, "Yes." Let's have some of that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'll play that. Do you know? What? I haven't actually played the original Pony Island. I need to go back. It's worth it. Um, All of the stuff yeah. that
0: you liked from Inscription, it was like it was groundbreaking then, uh, mm-hmm. and then Inscription is more of a like you know enca- encapsulation and polished version.
1: Yeah, I will go back and. Check that out. And lastly, the last reveal we're going to talk about today is Thrasher, this kind of spiritual sequel to Thumper. If you've never played Thumper, especially in VR, that is maybe my favourite VR game, Thumper, because when you're in that, it's the most oppressively just great but awful place to be. (laughs) Um, I just love the... The note here from um, this is the description of Thumper from the artist and composer behind the cult hit Thumper comes Thrasher, a mind melting cosmic racer, an essential audio visual experience. Use fast paced gestural controls to evolve your space eel from worm to mega beast in a breakneck race for survival that begins at the dawn of time. What more do you want? Exactly. (laughs) Um, The Thumper soundtrack is just so good. Um, I don't know if either of you are thumper boys, but nah. I'm a big thumper boy. I've not played it, um, I'm afraid. Oh, get some headphones on, whack it up, and if you've got a VR headset, get it on that. I do. Have a get VR lost headset. in that. It is just absorbing. It is so good. And I don't know if Thrash is going to be VR at all, but uh, I'll play the hell out of it i've been um, thinking about
0: getting a vr headset because uh umurangi generation just uh got announced that there's a vr uh, mode or a vr version coming out I what play- is that matt you never play Umarangi generation i have not oh my god it's fantastic it's a like um it's a photography game about the end of the world uh and it's just about people that are kind of living their lives like just you know hanging out while all this bad shit is happening uh it is look. totally up your street mate
1: I will have a look at that. Um, let us know what you're excited for. I would actually, do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I think from next week onwards we're doing like our end of the year awards episode. So I don't know if I'll have much more time for feedback the rest of this year. But um we'll be doing our alternative film awards, alternative game awards, alternative TV awards. Let us know some of your alternative awards you want to give out. I just want I don't want to hear what your best game or your best film of the year is. I want to hear, I don't know, the best sandwich you saw in a TV show this year something like that Um, let us know and maybe we'll read some out on our award shows which we haven't recorded yet and we have to find time to do but there we go Um, uh, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com is where you can do that how he rose from nothing to become New York's king of the egg cream. So, if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And we have got
0: three pieces of feedback this week. Matt J, you've got the first one. I do, don't I? Good day, IDN UK crude. Did I say IDN? That's I don't us. know, hmm. we're IGN though I'm not going to take another take of that You can just have uh, oh, that Just wanted to provide some feedback on last week's episode Firstly, move over Crocodile Dundee Neighbours and Fosters Which Aussies don't actually drink Our <laughs> new rightful number one export Is Bluey Whether it's a nostalgia hit with a flashback to being a kid in the 80s A trip to Bunnings Which is the hardware chain Which I think I've only heard of because of Do you, do you know about Democracy Sausages by the way The two of you Please I'm asking you this isn't part of the email. Um because voting <laughs> uh, voting in elections is mandatory in Australia. Uh the police will come around your house and make you go vote. But oh. Bunnings is where you do it, I think. And so they put sausages outside like so after you've voted you go and eat a, <laughs> eat Little a sausage. Identity. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah. enough. There anyway, we go. you learn something every day. Um, or unless I've completely made this up. Maybe that's one of those jokes that Australians <laughs> tell you, like yeah, drop yeah. bears. Well, we're going to get so many emails <laughs> next week out. What nonsense. Yeah. Anyway. Or, or a story about infertility. Uh, each episode remind uh, has something that hits the emotions or laughs for adults. Cardi, I highly recommend you watch a few episodes. Maybe start with Cricket, which was recently voted the best episode. I do like some cricket. Now, on to Strange Foods. Our honeymoon... My wife and I stayed in an onsen in Japan out in the middle of nowhere. At dinner one night, they served up some sashimi, and we had to inform them we didn't eat fish. Their reply was, it's okay, it's chicken. With fear of food poisoning, we ate it, and it was actually delicious. I guess if there's one person I would trust to serve up raw chicken, be a Japanese chef. On another trip to Japan, we were out to dinner with our boss and uh, served up an appetizer of a small white mixture in a bowl that looked extremely suspicious. After a game of charades with our boss, who didn't speak English, our concerns were validated as it turned out to be whale sperm. Needless to say, we passed on that one. Keep up the good work and respect the ocean and all things in it, including whale sperm. That wasn't part of the email, that's me. Uh, (laughs) Robbo in Torquay, Australia. I think I probably would have passed on
1: that. I I don't see, is there much need to eat that? I mean, maybe a sperm sperm it's the whale, This is ridiculous. <laughs> are, we sure, maybe, are we saying it's not a mistranslation there? Maybe it is sperm whale. Maybe, yeah. And not whale sperm? I had whale
0: when I was out there.
1: Maybe this is a mistranslation that it was sperm whale.
0: Yeah. Whale's, I don't know. whales all right. It's not worth killing them for. Why, why
1: would you eat the whale, whale sperm? Matt Perslow, tell me, why would you eat whale sperm? I'm just. So, you know,
2: I don't. I don't want to cast uh, negative like elements on other cultures, so I won't mm. things. But I just don't like the idea of, of harvesting whale sperm. <laughs>
1: no, who's farming that's that? It's a, yeah. <laughs> a fair concern to have, I think. To be to be fair, um, I I said last week I'd check out Bluey. I still haven't. I've been very busy. Okay, and I've been watching all the Jackass films back to back. So uh, maybe I'll watch some Bluey this week. But, Are you uh, try and fit any Wild Boys in there as well? Maybe I'll go through all of them. Wild Boys, Dirty Sanchez, La Bam. Yeah, like just, get, yeah just, <laughs> just go, just pretend I'm in 2001 again. Mm. Uh, God, simpler times. Um, I've got a, a short and sweet email here from David Meads who says, Hey guys, first time, long time, and all that. A new crisp has hit the market <laughs> that just blows most of the others out of the water. It's the McCoy's Chip Shop Curry Sauce. They have a wonderful flavour that lingers on the tongue. And then a nice afterburn that leaves you tingling for quite a while after a... It's a must try. Respect the sea, respect the grave diggers, and duck hunt. This is good. We always like to be alerted of new crisp products on the market. I did a little bit of research. It turns out not just the new chips up curry sauce uh, flavor of McCoys, which does look quite intriguing, uh, but also they have a new banging barbecue flavor, which I'd also like to test out. I think. What um, makes it?
0: What makes it banging?
1: That's what it just says. It just says banging. Who knows? Um, anyone tried these?
0: <laughs> not yet. Let's do it. Let's do it in the. Um, actually, we should keep a list of everything we get recommended. We should do it in the final episode of the year. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the next foods. week.
1: I think next week we might all be in the office for our Christmas party, so I might have a little look around Sainsbury's or Tesco, see if they've got a chip shop or a banger barbecue. Got to try these new McCoys out. I'm normally, uh, I used to be a flame grilled steak McCoys, man, but now I tend to go for the salt and vinegar. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, Matt, you looked uh, worried there almost. Uh,
2: Oh, no, I don't don't mind the salt. They're very punchy, aren't they? I must say. Oh, yeah i love a I don't mind again. mccoy's but they are very very thick to the point where like your teeth <laughs> is just full of mashed potato
1: by the end of it the thicker the better that's what i say sure if that's if yeah. that's
0: your your vibe yeah there we go um got any opinions on mccoy's <laughs> other matt i love a something vinegar mccoy's mate there we go yeah good
1: this is the sort of chat we need to be having more often um i've got one more email other Matt
2: <laughs> okay this so one is you. from Kai McKenzie who says hi IGN UK team me and my partner started the Squid Game game show on a whim and we were in the same boat as you guys seem to be in that we thought that everyone who had applied was stupid and missed the message of the original show <laughs> yep. however we have been pulled we well been they pull- weren't going
0: to get killed
2: Kai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you yeah. Know. however we've been pulled back watching a couple of episodes each time that we we're able to spend some time together And while there are some people on the show who we've grown to like, specifically the mother-son duo and the Gambu gang, Mm -hmm. I think we specifically watch it in the hopes that the people we actively dislike are put through the ringer. It made me want to ask, are there any shows, fictional or reality, that you guys have watched mainly to see characters that you don't like fail? My picks would be the most recent season of Married at First Sight Australia and Love is Blind season one. For a fictional series, it would be power and normal people in brackets. Mm. I know normal people is quite is quite highly rated by the general public, but the combination of poor decision making and lack <laughs> of communication by Marianne wow. and Connell frustrated me like crazy. Respect the sea, Kai McKenzie.
1: Uh, I I absolutely adore normal people. Uh, I, I can't say I ever I ever felt bad for about those characters. I think they're suffering from uh, emotional trauma and probably uh probably mental health issues. But uh, yeah. Uh, it's a very good reflection shit. of the human condition which <laughs> yeah. is traumatic for the best of us yeah um but are there shows i think it is mainly like real life like game shows or quiz shows where i want people to fail like i don't know if you've recently and this is uh gonna show you how my kind of 5 p.m onwards go most weekdays when i'm kind of working still but there's like tv on in the background so they've recently rebooted deal or no deal with a podcast favorite Stephen (laughs) Mulhern. um i visited my parents the other week and yes learned that it was real um, at that point he's a he's a a poor host like don't get me wrong not a fan of noel Edmonds, but at least he bought an air of like mystery he has got some madness to it yeah he could like kind of you always thought oh maybe something evil is gonna happen here (laughs) it's all just a bit like you're trying too hard here mate um but deal or no deal is a show where i consistently find myself wanting everyone to just get one p because it's i think it's the way they all like these people have known each other for like hours and they're all like oh we're just all a big family already it's like no you're not you don't know these people and the people that are like the best moments are when someone picks someone they're like I just know it's a blue. I know it's 10 P for you. I know it is. And they open it, it's like a hundred grand. You're like, you didn't know anything. (laughs) they stretch this 10 minute show into an hour it's me going on a rant about deal or no Deal stretch out into a full hour and they're like oh what are your tactics there are no tactics you're opening random boxes <laughs> with numbers in like i would just go on that show and just say i'm gonna keep this box let's open them all and i'll just have whatever's in here doesn't done. it take like I hours be to fun. play like in,
2: yeah. like in the actual studio it's, it's an hours and hours long process it's
1: ridiculous you're opening 20 boxes <laughs> It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I do that on but, Christmas Day in, like, yeah. in a half hour. <laughs> so, yeah, there's my big rant about deal or no deal and how I want
0: everyone who's on it to fail. <laughs> but, yeah. It is weird that, like, that just scientifically nothing is happening. There's, there's yeah. genuinely no drama that you you'll can... you literally yeah. just
1: open boxes and then you'll be offered an amount which is probably not enough and you'll go, now. carry on, cheers. Yeah, I you guess know.
0: that's it. The, like, prisoner's dilemma of, like, oh, how do I... Do I stop now or do i keep going yeah. i guess is the only thing i
1: get yeah like that there is a bit of intrigue to that bit. yeah the people that come in with like i've got tactics it's like what tactics <laughs> they're random numbers you're picking numbers and like oh god but yeah deal or no deal that's when it gets me do you uh, hate anyone on television <laughs> like oh, i hate anyone on deal or no deal not with this newfound <laughs>
2: burning hate that you have for people oh, only it opening shoeboxes, so much. no.
1: Another one I, is uh, The Chase. Are you familiar with The Chase? I am familiar with The Chase. It's thing. a good show. I enjoy The Chase. I think it's a very good quiz show. But <laughs> the people that annoy me <laughs> are the people that are on the panel. And if you don't know how The Chase works, you, you answer some questions and then you are you can take on these like really smart quiz people at uh, Quizzes, basically. And you're offered either a medium amount, a small amount, or a high amount of money to go for. But if you go for the higher amount, you have to basically, they have one more question head start on you. So it's harder to get the higher amount. It's the people that are on your team that go, oh, you should go for the higher amount, definitely go for the higher amount. And then they get to their turn and they take the lower amount and you're like, you're just just unbelievable. But yeah, anyway, I basically hate the general British public on quiz shows is what I've discovered. Uh, And people who think there's any sort of tactics to picking numbers <laughs> um and there we go this this podcast is taking a turn isn't Do you it? you ever
0: like on a game show as well there's a question about games or whatever and anybody that mm-hmm. inevitably answers it is totally blank faced about it yeah like, i'm like oh it could have been me <laughs> me and in that I position know. and they're often quite simple ones it, mm. it shows you uh, how what color yeah. is pac-man
1: <laughs> oh i don't know about this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um I think I still think, in my opinion, King of the British quiz shows is pointless. If I, if I was to go on one, I'd pick Pointless. I think to go on, just kind of relax, not a lot of time pressure. Um, and, and you, I know some people. You can get very stuff. angry
2: with the other people that are on it.
1: Exactly. Um but yeah, anyway. What makes you really angry
0: at IGN feedback at IGN? That's a new segment that we're gonna do com. on the show. <laughs> uh, There's not yeah. enough anger in um, games criticism, so yeah, we're to exactly. really Should I write that a feature
1: do you think Al the one that feature for the site on why yeah. a deal or no deal is a flawed? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh anyway, I'm so sorry if you listen to this and you're on deal or no deal in that few weeks, but I probably will root for you to get Tempe.
0: Yeah, if you've been on Deal or No Deal and you were in the box situation, were you like, tell email in, what was yeah. it like? Were That's you re- the way they just like... Yeah. And Mulhern's worse it than Edmunds. Like, the way they talk
1: to the banker, like, they're a real, like, character who's like, oh, he's being mean today. It's like, no, he's not. It's just a producer in a room going on a calculator working out how much it should be. I love
0: doing this, by the way. Uh, you know, I know all of the announcements that have happened, but can we have Stephen Mulhern as the show art this week? We've probably talked about Deal or No Deal longer than we did any game at the Game
1: Awards now. I, when I say we, I mean I. <laughs> uh, anyway... God, another good episode. Cheers, Tom Petty. (laughs) See you next week. uh, Yeah. Oh God, love is a long road, isn't it?